Quinn. Let me know when you're ready. We're ready to roll. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, interim head coach Brent Key. Coach, if you could open us with some remarks looking ahead to Duke this week, I'll open up your question. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked to the kids. Uh, we had our meeting on Monday. When we got back, uh, obviously very early Sunday morning, had our meeting on Monday before practice, and you know we talked to the kids uh, about you know, we really have you know, a one-game season coming up again this week, and you know we have seven of them left, and we've got to play each each week like it's its own season. <clears throat> that it's uh, there's nothing behind it, nothing in front of it, and I think if those guys do that, it'll help to bring the focus that they need to be able to go out and execute the way they need to execute, uh, you know, to prepare the way that they need to prepare throughout the week of practice, uh, meetings leading up to practice, and be, you know, be able to give us a chance to be able to, uh, you know, play, with, play successfully on Saturday. Um, you know, we've, you know, another thing we want to talk about is, you know, the, the success is the enemy of success. It, and, you know, anytime you have success, all it does is draw more attention to you, and, and it, it, it creates distractions for, for players players, for coaches, uh, for fans. There's so many things that are in these uh, these young men's heads every day from outside and, and external sources. And whether it be, you know, social media, media, you know, family, friends, you know, they're hearing one thing, but it's our job as, as, uh, as coaches to really, you know, put the truth in front of them and, and, and get those guys to focus in in a short matter of time to be able to go out and uh, execute every Saturday afternoon. And we've got a really good opponent coming up in Duke. Uh, they are, you know, Coach Elko. He's done he's done a tremendous job in a short amount of time with with, with his team. They're well disciplined in in, in all phases, uh, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. They they don't do anything to hurt themselves. You know, they, they do a great job of uh, not committing committing penalties and, and, and you know, provoking and causing other teams to commit penalties. You know, they're they're fourth in the country in turnover margin right now, which is a you know, huge challenge for us moving forward. Uh, you know, special teams, they do a really good job on special teams. They're sound. Uh, you know, you know, their kick returner and their punt returner are both dynamic players uh, and have a chance to flip the field and change your vertical field position uh, very quickly. Uh, you know, offensively, you know, you, you can't say enough about the quarterback and the job that he's done so far this season. He, he's a he's a tremendous college football player. He really is. And, you know, whether it's throwing the football, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, scrambling, whether it's a, you know a designed, you know, read run or quarterback run, uh, his pocket presence, his his the moxie he has on the field, it's it's really he's he's a fun player to watch. He really is. Uh, now, hopefully, he's not a fun player to watch on Saturday afternoon, but he's he's got all the intangibles and does does a really nice job. And you really equate him to being a point guard on the field for that for that offense. You know, defensively, again, you know, across the board as as his team is, they, they are they're very sound. Uh, they play extremely hard. They have two defensive tackles who are really good players, big pluggers, strong, hold the point of attack. Uh, they're sound on the back end. They know how to make adjustments. They know how to, you know, you know, to match your formations you know, with what you're doing. Uh, you know, they, they'll, they'll press you up on the outside at the receiver spots and make you have to make, make you work to get open. Uh, then, you know, and they don't do a whole lot. They do just enough each week to make you know to, to, to play to what you're doing, to, to scheme your runs or scheme your protections. You know, little tweaks they have within the front with their line movements and line games and blitz patterns. So, it would be, be a really big challenge for us. Uh, you know, not only Saturday but in this entire week leading up to it. Okay. Go ahead and uh, open up the questions. So, Brad, if you want to get us started, please be sure to take a microphone for you. Ask a question. Brett, uh, excuse me, the, the first couple of games of the year, the defense struggled against the run. Uh, and, and then you go up against Pitt, who had the leading rusher in the league. 
you had some, some good success against them. Does that give you your defense confidence going against another top running team in Duke? Uh, you know, every week's a new week. And you know, moving into this week, each team poses different challenges. And you know, they might be a good rushing attack. Uh, two teams might be both good rushing attacks, but they might do it different ways, you know, different, uh, different ways to run the football. Uh, you know, sometimes it's with receivers, sometimes it's run, uh, quarterback, sometimes running back, and, you know, mix of running backs. So each week, uh, you know, there's a different challenge that, that, we have to, that we have upon us and the defense has upon them. And so this week, they have to take it, you know, they have to take this week, look at Duke, find out what their strengths and weaknesses are, and understand, you know, to, to trust the coaches, that the coaches are going to put them in the best position to go out and have success again this, this Saturday. Brent, obviously you want to make changes and, and tweak some things. Didn't have a lot of time to do that last week. How much have you been able to do it? And is a lot of it just going to come in during that bye week as well? And how much have you changed kind of practice and that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, practice, football practice is football practice. You know, you have to run, catch, throw, block, tackle, you know, stay on your feet, uh, sustain blocks, finish, have discipline. Uh, all those things, they, they don't change regardless. You know, you know, a little bit in the structure here and there and uh, the order of things. You know, I think that's a uh, – those are things that we look at when we'll continue to look at week to week on what's best for our, for our program and for our, our kids to give them success. Okay. I think there were 12 quarterback hurries in the game against Pitt, and I'm curious, it's obviously a significant amount. How do you explain that sort of increase in, in pressure you have Yeah, well, um, obviously we're here to talk about Duke right now, but I will talk in terms of the offensive line and uh, really the front seven guys. We, we've, we've got a challenge, and we between the offensive line, the tight ends, and the running backs, uh, we, we've got to continue to improve. We, you know, 12 pressures, you know, three sacks in the first, I believe it was quarter and a half. On Jeff, and you know it's it's all encompassing, and we've got to work. Uh, we've got to work our tails off this week. Uh, live, you know, live reps, good on good, you know, sustaining, finishing. Uh, there's some communication uh, issues that, that 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 occurred in the game, and a lot of those things we talking. We've been talking to the team the last. You know, several days that you know the game can't be so much bigger than practice that the margin in between causes people to uh, short circuit and you know we've, we've got to continue to increase practice so that difference in between is not so big so that when you go out on the field on game day you don't have a have a you know you slide a protection the wrong way or uh, you know make a wrong call. So those are things that, we, that we're addressing right now. Uh, we're going to continue to work on them extremely hard uh, in order to uh, obviously fix them and become a better better, better unit uh, pass blocking moving forward and, and you know, pass blocking, run blocking. Um, all those things you know, we've got to continue to work on every day and, and get better at. And yeah, it's been addressed. Right over here. Charlie Thomas had a great half, uh, seven tackles, fumble, interception. How are you going to try to adjust to make sure he can stay on the field and give your defense that spark? I don't think you can take a player like Charlie and adjust what he does. You, know, you can't take a football player that has such uncanny instincts and, and playmaking ability and change who they are. Uh, now. The, the, the coaching and teaching of ways to do things, yeah, we, we work on that every single day. Uh, I mean, Charlie's a water moccasin now. I mean, he will come strike you, and I don't care, you know, what's standing around. I mean, he's gonna strike you, and you know, there, 
there's there's parts of the game that we have to understand that uh, he's gonna he's a he's a loaded weapon now, and he's gonna come out and he's gonna strike and he's gonna hit. And you know, Coach Seymour is working and you know drilling, doing drills and practice and things to to really you know for the for the safety of Charlie number one and safety of you know whoever he's playing against, uh, but also be able to increase his uh, time on the field so we don't have issues like that uh, continue. Coach Key, even before Charlie got in the game in the first half, particularly your defense played with a fury and an intensity we haven't seen in a while. Was that an offshoot from Coach Thacker's scheme? Was that team leadership? Was that all the above? I think you have to go all the above. I mean, we went into the game saying that those 11 guys on the field were going to be the fastest group on the field. And we challenged them in practice last week to, play, uh, to practice that way and to be able to go out and play that way on Saturday. And, you know, and when, when it started, I mean, they were. They were the fastest group on the field. Uh, they swarmed the football. Uh, they, they, they caused you know, caused the turnovers. Coach Thacker had an unbelievable game plan um, you know, that he put, had put together as well as the other coaches on the defensive side. I mean, you know, between Coach Turner, Coach Knight, uh, Travaris, and, and, and Boogie. I mean, all those guys collectively put together a hell of a game plan that uh, really attacked the strengths of, uh, of the offense. And you know, we'll continue to uh, work to put our kids in the best position possible so that they can go out and play as fast as possible, as, as fast as possible with a clear head and, and not be thinking about you know, making adjustments and, you know, and become paralyzed by overanalyzing. And, and that's, that's the key to good defensive football is having you know, 11 hateful guys you know, going the same direction as fast as they possibly can. Clayton Powell Lee is a, a true freshman who's worked his way onto the depth chart. And uh, what what has he done that you really like? And do, can we expect to see him get more reps moving forward? Yeah, you know, anytime someone's playing playing well, they're going to continue to get uh, get the reps. But reps come down to who the, who's who are the best players. And uh, you know, it's in the YMCA. We're not going to play guys just because they're on scholarship. You, know, you don't you don't deserve the right to play. You earn the right to play. And as he continues to, to progress and become a better football player and a better understanding of everything, all right, when he's the, the best guy we feel to put on the game, he, he will be there. Uh, but you know, it, it, defensively, but then as a young guy like that that is continuing to learn and grow within a scheme, special teams are the place where those guys make their mark. That's where they have to, to really be a, a huge benefit to the success of a football team as a young guy because you know, the, the young guys that play, it's usually not a physicality that they possess. It's usually the intelligence that they possess. And, you know, and Clayton's a, a smart, a very smart football player. Uh, he picks it up clearly and easily. But, again, I mean, there's only, only so many reps underneath his belt that he's had a chance to experience things that happen in games. Okay. To that in a little bit, is there an update on, on Jalen, Jalen King, his health? Yeah. Would you like it? I would love it, yes. Are, am I supposed to ask Mike if I can do that or not? You stop it. <laughs> you, you're the no, coach. No. Uh, yeah, Jalen got hurt in the game of the week. He'll be out this game. Uh, he's had surgery. Uh, good football player, unfortunate instance for Jalen. Uh, but our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family moving forward. And, you know, we have uh, ample people at that position that we know are ready to step up and, and make plays as they did on Saturday. Yeah, I was just curious about um, 
it's been almost four years now since Georgia Tech's won back-to-back football games, and you guys have had some opportunities over the last few years, and it seems like the team will have success and kind of bounce down, play down the next game. How important is it for you to, to get the guys to just continue playing, not get too in their heads about what happened Saturday and focus on Duke? Look, you know, I, at 8.30 yesterday morning, the previous game was over. It was done. Um, that's why I don't want to talk about it here. I've challenged the, the, the kids to put it behind them and said the adults in the room, we can't do something that we've asked the, our, the, the, the players not to do. Uh, so like I opened up with, this is, this is our next season. This week is a season and, and that's all we're focused on. So, you know, whether, you know, consecutive wins, things like that, I mean, you know, success is the enemy of it. More people, well, they say, more people die climbing, you know, going down Mount Everest than actually climbing up Mount Everest. So, you know, when you start looking at what you've done in the past, right, you're 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 you're, you're going to fall. So, you know, putting things together, you know, stacking games and wins. I mean, that, that's all kind of bogus to us and and, and our kids in the room because all we're focused on is going out and playing our best football we possibly can four o'clock on Saturday. Time for a few more for Coach. We'll start over here with Sarah. I know you mentioned you don't want to talk about the past. I totally get that. But going through a coaching change, I'm sure it was emotional for some of the guys. What have you seen from them as far as just their resiliency and focus to be able to bounce back from that, not just immediately when it happened, but every day since then, too? Saw 105 guys that showed up yesterday morning on time, had great meetings, uh, took corrections from the from the previous week, uh, took the, the install for for the for the, the Duke game we have coming up, went on the field and practiced for an hour and 10 minutes, had conditioning with Coach Lou, worked out, came back this morning on time again, and had a Tuesday practice in full pads. So that that tells me really all I need to know. Okay. I asked about Jason Seymour. Um, I know he had some special teams. Boogie. Boogie, excuse me. Coach Boogie. Um, he had some special teams coordinating experience. Was that, was that kind of what were the reasons you brought him on and kind of what have you seen him do, not just with special teams, but also with I mean, Charlie and Ace in particular? Jason's a ball coach now. He is a ball coach. And, you know, when we're all long and gone in this, in, in this profession and you know, we're laying under the tombstone, I hope somewhere they find some, you know, a, a space to fit that, that, man, that this man here lies a ball coach. You know, the, the, you know that, that's, that's one of the highest compliments you can give somebody in this profession. And, and that's what he is. You know, he's a guy that's worked his way up from a Division II coach. You know, he was a, was a longtime analyst and you know, grad assistant, and just kept you know pushing and pushing and pushing and, and waiting for his opportunity. And you know, did an amazing job uh, when he went to Valdosta State last year uh, and taking him to the national championship game. And uh, and when you look and you, you talk about a, a special teams coordinator, they've got to have the ability to connect with everyone on the team. You know, because it's, it's offense and defensive players that you're that, that you're motivating and challenging and, and coaching to to play. So, not that other people aren't capable of doing that, but when someone, you know, when that when that opportunity came up and, and you know, knew we needed to make that make that move, there was really no one else that I even thought about besides besides Boogie, and it's because of his his toughness, his grit, uh, his attitude, the way he can get through to players, um, the way he can motivate in his own way to motivate players to to, to play better than they are. Um, you know the connection he has with everyone on the football team, and my trust in in him that uh, he would he would do above and beyond what was what was called for for that for that position. And when I first talked about it with him, and 
we're kind of talking through the pluses and minuses of, 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 of you know, taking over that position. After he kind of made the decision and said yes, he goes, well, all right, coach, I've already got 160 play cut up made it that I made last night, thinking, you know, if anything happened, I, I might have to be in this position. So, um, you know, he, he's a ball coach. And, you know, I couldn't give him any more, any higher, any higher compliment than that. Rod. Jason has two of the best linebackers in the league, and Ace and, and Charlie, but you have a third guy in Trenelius who's really stepped up when given a chance. Do the defensive coaches look for a way maybe to try to get him also on the field? Do you mean just give out all the scheme that we're going to do on Saturday? Uh, we can give you the playbook and the game plans and everything, too, if you want them. But, uh, yeah, we're probably going to play him at nose guard uh, to, get, to be able to get his athletic ability on the field. We've also looked at him at corner uh, and, then, and then possibly playing uh, a left guard spot. So, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very versatile player that, that you know, we, we think a lot of. Kelly, if you want to wrap this up. With with Jalen King out, do you kind of look at, you know, you have Derek Allen and Miles Brooks kind of split at one of the safeties. Do you look at maybe moving one of them around just to give you a little more experience and depth there to go with Clayton and and, and maybe I'll make sure to give you the defense. final depth chart as well, and, and, and so we can so every, so Duke can know exactly who's playing at what spots and, and all that. Uh, we you know y'all mentioned a lot of the guys that, that, that in that spot we have ample talent there. Uh, you know, as much as you hate losing Jalen's. Uh, you know, you know, the leadership that he has, the poise that he has, the experience that he has, uh, that's not a position that we're worried about, uh, you know, finding someone to step in there and, and, and play at a high level. And one, and one last question. One of your guys, uh, Joe Fusil, had kind of a tragedy with his family. Um, are you kind of, how's he doing, and do you expect to see him this week? Just, uh, our, uh, our prayers with him and his family.